So in preparation for this episode, I put together a list of movies that came to mind that have to do with rage and or grief in some sort of horror, horror adjacent setting. Um, and I was really gung-ho on this assignment. I was like, I'm going to watch or rewatch everyone on this list. I'm ready to do it. And then I was like, why do that when I could stay up all night and cry instead? You could see why I wanted to do an episode of Grief and Rage. So um, I ended up not getting around to it, unfortunately. Um, and I know that Mickey and Kat did not have the opportunity to. Kat, you're not a big you know, horror movie watcher. And Mickey, you haven't been either until recently now. You couldn't watch them, though, which is great. So it makes yeah, sense. I, um, I might have yeah. seen some of them. If, if, yeah. uh, if you're doing this little speed run and I've heard it, I'll, I'll, I'll get yeah. all excited. It'll be, be like, hey! Game. Yeah, I've seen some. I know. Um, I just work yeah. uh, nine to six, so <laughs> no <laughs> movies fall behind. <laughs> yeah, you guys have nothing to apologize for. You're both extremely well read, and mm-hmm. most people would find that more impressive. Let's be honest. <laughs> if you can say that you grab off a bunch of book titles, most people are going to be like, "Yeah, that's a better use of your time." Okay. So anyway, um, I'm going to just do a little speed run of this. I'm going to say the title of one of the movies on the list. I'm going to go in order. And I'm going to start with you, Daniel, because we know you have seen them. We'll start with you, and then maybe we'll do Mickey and then Kat. Does that sound good? Deal. Okay. Yeah. Great. Here we go. First one, Scream. Yes, Scream's great. Enough said. I mean... <laughs> Any other thoughts? I, honestly, uh, when it comes to Scream, I mean, I didn't rewatch it for this, but... Yeah. You know, it, it it was made at a very interesting time. It was made in the 90s. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't have much to say about it, honestly. I, I haven't right. seen it in like a decade. That's valid. That's valid. That's valid. How about you, Mickey? Have you seen it? Nope. Oh, that's that would be a fun one because it has a lot of comedy elements. So that might it, put it, it does. It does. Yeah. Slashers kind of fall by the wayside for me because they're, you know. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Scream is like probably one of the few slashers that I actually do enjoy, but um, it's not one of my favorite favorites. And how he's about you? The guy oh, with like, God. well, he he's the guy with like the long, scared face, right? And he wears like a black cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. Ghostface. Oh, I have a Ghostface. Oh, I have a. I thought his name was Scream. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> okay. So I wow. there was a there was a new Ghostface movie. That came out recently, and I didn't know it, but I was on the Sky Train, and somebody in a full Ghostface costume, like with a prop knife and everything, came onto the bus and just sat down right across from me. And That's it's awesome. like I don't know how to uh, process what's going on in this situation. Like, do I talk to him? Do I say anything? <laughs> Is he a killer? Like, because I didn't know, and he was the only dressed up, and so it was a very confusing moment. And that's the only thing that I have to add for the scream is that perhaps I was in one of the movies for just a moment. (laughs) But if you were single, would you have hit on the person? That's the real question. I think you should have looked your lips. You know, yeah. There's so many, I don't know. So many, I don't know if so I many would opportunities have. for really good or really stupid pickup lines in that situation. <laughs> you know, or I really was just very nervous because yeah, a lot fair. of other people move to the either side of the train of the, of the train wow. car. 
Oh. And so it was just me and him, like basically knees touching, like, hey. Yeah, you gotta whisper. You, you whisper in his ear. I, I like to scream, you know. Oh my gosh. I don't think I would have, though. <laughs> a lot of scary shit happened. Kaiju, well, I would have just so. laughed. I would have been like, nope, nope, nope. I, I can't afford this, you know. I, I would I, I would have been thrilled, honestly. I <laughs> That would make my life. Oh, um, no, no, Scream no. is my favorite franchise. I've seen every movie. <laughs> I am a slasher girl. That's this awesome. is what we've unlocked. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. Yeah, I would. I would have died honestly. Like that. That would have been a defining moment of my life if I was so, like, so, with wait, wait, wait. So, so is Scream seen as like a feminist uh, thing, or is that oh, I could go thing? on a tangent. I could I could no. take up a whole podcast on that on the, what final girls and yes or no because it's both and it's complicated. Um yeah, I lean yes. Episode. Yeah. I cool. I could talk about slashers for a really long time. Cuz in our first episode we kind of went through the gambit of like who would be first girl, final girl. Lilith was kind of right. the uh the tone like the, setter. Yeah, the, the tone setter. Yeah. yeah and so yeah, and i'm very i'm so first girl so <laughs> i would love to hear your your opinions on final girl um we definitely need to do an episode about that and have you back yeah for sure um yeah if you had any thoughts i'm curious also if you have a favorite of the scream franchise which of the movies would be your favorite okay and if like, we don't if we don't count one, because you have to count one, it, uh, yeah. it's, one is the best. Uh, yeah. It is. Agreed. If you don't count that, I would pick either the most recent one or oh. four, which is both controversial opinions, but I will kill on that hill. Uh, <laughs> that they are phenomenal for what they did. Um, I just, they were, they were really good, but I mean, I would watch any one of them for at any point, any amount of times. Um, mm -hmm. But that'll be my controversial take that people will be like, are you kidding me? Six and four. And I'm like, yeah, six and four. Fight me. Wow. Interesting. And you are of the opinion that it's feminist and kind of not or purely feminist or what, what, what is, what's your take on that scream specifically, not slashers in general? Scream, I think is, I mm. think scream is because it's so meta. Yeah. In what it does, it doesn't, to me, have an opportunity to toe that line because it right. is pure commentary. And if you're mm -hmm. going to be commentate, like, if you're having that dialogue on this genre, it is going to have a feminist lens unless you are an absolute dick. And mm -hmm. I don't get that vibe. I don't think I'd like it if that was the, what was going on here. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, do you have any thoughts on, like, the depiction of grief and or rage and it's been a minute since i've seen it but i know that she lost her mom and that's a big thing in it right i mean it's been it years is. since i've seen it um, yeah that is the kind of main crux yeah. of what starts the the whole franchise and i mean poor poor sydney yeah because that also it kind of also has something you were touching on where she didn't just like lose her mom her mom's memory gets tarnished and she loses who she thought she her like she thought her mom was right. and that is something that you see more in real time in that film is her struggling to accept that knowledge mm. and that is harder than 
anything else really for her to take because not only is it like this anniversary moment of losing her mom but now you have these people taking her friends which is horrible but also taking her memory of her mom and Mm, i think that's one of the deepest wounds that she takes in that film Mm -hmm. um because they really are trying to just take everything from her yeah yeah man yeah that's a that's a good take and it's interesting that wow it's commendable that you've seen every single one i have not i think i've seen like three of them um yeah. so i've got yeah. some yeah when movies questions. when movie series get get like really long like yeah. you know they got to be really bad for me to watch them like the leprechaun <laughs> series or hellraiser <laughs> yeah. Puppet Master. like they, they got like 13 movies in those so gotta yeah. watch them all yeah, Leprechaun series, you know, famous uh, Best Picture winner, of course. Oh, yeah, classic. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, going on to the next one. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Daniel, let's start with yeah. you. Yeah, look at me strike out. I actually didn't watch that one. I don't even have it on my list here. I'm such All a right, fool. Well. <laughs> sorry, I'm really sorry. Right. Yeah. Again, go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I deserve that. I'm, bad. I'm a bad person. <laughs> I even write it in my notebook. Well, yeah, I don't know how you how you missed that one. That's it's an interesting movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. When I say a long time, I mean I saw it when I was an actual child. I was Baby Jane when I saw whatever happened to Baby Jane. And it I don't remember much of it, unfortunately. Other than thinking this is a really weird fucking movie when I was a child. So oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh Mickey, have you seen it? No, I haven't even heard of it, to be honest. Oh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. I like Betty Davis. I, all right, I'll watch it. I'll watch the fucking movie. Okay, So it's an, so it's an older movie, is what I'm hearing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Betty this Davis is definitely an older movie. It's one of those movies right. that you watch and you go, wow, this is an older movie. <laughs> This would not be made like it is if it was made today. Not yeah. like in an offensive way, just like this is such a, a strange piece of media. <laughs> mm. Um. Anyway, okay, so, and uh, Kat, have you seen it? Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll probably call it. But I'm really sorry. You know, I, I, I don't know how I skipped that one. It's fine. You did plenty of homework for this one. I can't, I can't be too mad at you, but, you know, I'm a little pissed. Anyway, um, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it up to you. Yeah, okay. I'll hold you to that. Silence of the Lambs. Let's go with that one. So, book or movie or both, if anybody has thoughts. Uh, let's start with you, Daniel. Just synopsis. What do you think? I like, I really like Catabasa scenes in movies. It's, it's probably because, like, I spent a lot of time reading, like, I don't know, Greek bullshit when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, the sentence of the underworld is... It's a recurrent thing. You you sort of can't write anything without having it, and I really love the prison as a representation of the underworld and the afterlife, mm-hmm. as it were. And mm-hmm. you know, you go into the underworld to confront usually a specter of your father or some 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 monster or to bring your lover back. She goes down there to meet Hannibal Lecter. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And he he gets into her head in a pretty visceral way, in a way that's been stolen in so many other movies. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I really I love the book, and I love the movie too. My memory of it's been a bit since I've read the book, and a bit since I've seen the movie. But my memory is that I thought both were great, but the book 
had the slight edge for me. And I also loved the book Hannibal, but I've never seen the movie because I've heard it's terrible. But mm. I did um, really enjoy that book. It's a big yeah, ass, long it's, ass book. It's not great. I, I only re- the only novel I read was um uh, the Red Dragon. I really liked right, that. Right, I read novel. that one too. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, one. I haven't read. I haven't watched the Hannibal show. I, I really should. I've heard it's very artsy. It's very interesting. Right, the Hannibal show. I've heard good things about the Hannibal movie. Not so much, but I recommend it, the book. It's, it's pretty uh, good. Mm-hmm. Question mark. <laughs> It's all right. It's from that era. Yeah, it's from that era where they were taking a lot of classic horror movies and making prestige TV out of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a big old fat crush on Mads McKenna. That's that that's maybe yes. why. Thank you, Cad. <laughs> Accurate. He just he looks like a freak and I'm into it. Yeah, um, I've heard he's problematic is the thing. This is like that's this is like man. a this is like people first posting about the Dahmer show recently because it was Evan Peters. Ew. You know? No, yeah. no, no, this is different. Really this a- is very okay. different. All right, okay, all out. <laughs> the thing is, like, Evan Peters is really hot, but the people thirsting over Dahmer can fuck right off. I don't know what that was. He's about, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, like literally, like, what are you really <laughs> doing? There's, and also, like, it's not like that's the only thing Evan Peters has been in. If you want to thirst over Evan Peters in a role, yeah. you have your choice. Pick anything else. Literally anything else would be better. It's it's like um, when girls were thirsting over um the the Boston bomber. I remember. Oh God, I don't even all, remember that. I'm all the Instagram posts of of teenage girls in their underwear holding his name, like. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! Why would you upset me with this information? It's it's no. okay, bro. Listen, listen. When I see shit like that, I just tell myself it's okay. The roaches will be kinder, you know, when they inherit the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Okay. Um. So. Sansa Lambs, um, Mickey, what do you have to say, if anything? Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of the novel, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have yeah. a very deep tie to it because mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school, I did not have friends, but I befriended the librarian. And mm-hmm. we had a mini book club where we read the Hannibal Lecter series. <laughs> And mm-hmm. it was so touching to me that I actually got a death's head moth tattoo. Um, mm. That's awesome. To yeah. honor the relationship I had with that librarian. Really Aww. sparked my love of reading, especially reading. I love her. Yeah, she's a fantastic woman. Shout out to, I don't know her name. I always just called her Aww. librarian back in Washington Shout State. out to librarian. <laughs> Yo, shout out to yeah. librarians. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah, i'm a huge fan it is a very fun story in the fact that hannibal is definitely one of those characters where he's always a step ahead he always knows what you're gonna do and he's he's a genius and it's it's kind of campy in that way yeah Yeah. so much fun it is very much a comfort read. Uh, I saw the movie as well. I very much enjoyed it, even though, you know, bad trans rep. But yeah, as a trans person, I'm giving everybody the okay to watch it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> At you. least one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to hear that, here's a tranny saying it's cool. <laughs> and I'm doing like a little okay symbol with my hands. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Watch well, it, please. That's- that's good. It has the stamp of approval from our resident <laughs> non-binary currently because Ophelia's not here, so you're taking yeah. up the mantle of the one and only. One and That's only okay. Mickey. I'm, I'm, sure our, I'm sure our bestie Ophelia would be into it, too. 
yeah, I'm curious. I don't know what Ophelia's take is, but I'm curious to hear it. Okay. Um, and then Kat, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. So I feel like I just need credit for that. Um, <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> um, I did also, I really enjoyed the TV show, clearly. Um, we're bonding over that, Mickey. I liked that TV show a lot. Um, <laughs> it, it lost a whole different a animal. In like the third it did. Season. I, I torrented it years ago, and it's just sitting on that hard drive, man. Um, Go for it. Yeah. I was just, I was very active on Tumblr during um, yes! that oh, era. Oh my so, god, what if we followed each other? I mean, we might have. My <laughs> brain is just swiggity swag. It's the nightmare stag. Just, that was everywhere. Um, I really, I loved that a lot. But as far as the, the main, the main movie goes, oh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to get past how much they twisted the whole Buffalo Bill thing. Because mm-hmm. that's a can of worms for how bad that story just gets told in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Clarice was a badass, so yeah, yeah we, for sure. Yeah, we got that. She doesn't get enough um en- enough acknowledgement, and um like when people talk about oh you know the Laura Laura Croft Tomb Raider um I don't know Sigourney Weaver and Aliens. No one ever brings yeah. up Clarice, you know. Yeah, there's like, a question cool. though. She's a bad bitch. She's cold. Oh, yeah, go. She is. But follow-up question, because we can't have nice things. Is it copaganda? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 In, in, in a heartbeat. I mean, Spider-Man's copaganda. A lot of things I like are copaganda. Oof. Fuck yeah. yeah that's, that's the problem. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, any any other thoughts, or shall I, shall I continue? Okay, going to continue. So we talked about Hereditary. I think we've covered that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Now, Midsommar. Daniel, let's start with you. What's your hot Midsommar takes? Yeah, sure. Um, so Midsommar actually begins incredibly. I love that opening sequence. I love the, um, yeah, the what is it, a carbon monoxide alarm? I love how that frames the, yeah. in, a, in a sonic way, it, it frames that, that, that horrific sequence. Um, yeah. The movie kind of falls apart uh, the minute they they go to the uh, the creepy um, I don't know Nordic uh, retreat. I it's yeah. it's incredibly um, by the numbers. Like they do the the pretentious thing where the camera flips upside down to show that the world has changed. Great, got it. <laughs> yeah. They walk in. There's there's little Dutch girls singing and and oh, it's so pastoral. Oh uh, yeah, yep. They're all gonna get eaten, aren't they? And then they, they do. <laughs> I have a special hatred for. Um, people taking historians writing about the Norse at face value because they say things that make no sense. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's Ibrahim uh, bin um, fuck, I forget his name. It doesn't matter. It, he's full of shit. Um, <laughs> he describes the a funeral of of like a jarl, and he talks. He he describes this whole thing. Oh, and then they brought his girlfriend. Out, they brought his wife out, and they slit her throat, and blah blah blah. And then they had a priestess called the Angel of Death, and I'm just like, fuck you. Like, no, they didn't. That's not mm-hmm. a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. They don't have that. He he was being salacious, you know. So um, this is all to say that uh, they to shock. So they're getting these people in, involved in a. They're they're getting them integrated into their creepy little Amish society, yeah. and they have to show them something horrific. So they show them. Um, I forget what it's called. It escapes me at the moment, but I've seen it in like other things, and it always makes me shake right. my head because it's not a real thing. Where when you reached a certain age, they would make you jump. And yeah. there's, there's no attestation to it. It's just something that was written about by 
someone. And there it is. And I, I was in the theater and I was laughing because it was so gloriously over the top. Like people, like the one old man jumps and his fucking leg breaks in half and the boat is sticking out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he's not dead. I take a mallet and they knock his braids out. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. I felt like I was watching an Eli Roth movie. So, yeah. and the movie just keeps going. And then like, the one person just disappears, and it's like they're not wondering where he is. And I know you're—I know they're supposed to be high the whole time, but I don't know. It was a little too trashy for me. It gets no, I, end- I totally agree, and it's so refreshing to hear a perspective because I always hear people say how much they like that movie, and people even will say that they prefer it over Hereditary. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? How could you? Yeah, yeah, I think I think a lot of people don't understand existentialism. Um, this comes up a yeah. lot. Um, yeah. like I'm writing—I'm writing my Metal Gear. Um article and a lot of people really hated uh, metal gear solid 5 but i was floored by it because of how how um how focused on the main character was and how existential it was that being said Mm -hmm. midsummer's um closing sequences is is brilliant i love it Mm, and it makes me it makes me sad that it's such a trashy movie overall yeah Um, and it aesthetically also it's Mm -hmm. pleasing to look at it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Ari Aster yeah. is, is a true auteur. Um, I've yes. not seen Bo is Afraid, but Midsummer's got some wonderful stuff. And I, I love the end where she's dancing. She's going to become the, what is it, the Summer yeah. Queen? May and Queen. May Queen, thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that whole sequence is, is excellent. Um, yeah, that's the, good. Have you seen his short films? No. You got to seek those out at some point. They're fantastic. Highly sure. recommend. Um, yeah, I was, and... I was, I was put off by Midsummer. It's only I, yeah. you know, I, I finally watched Hereditary for this, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, Hereditary, huge, huge difference between the two of them, and I mean, in terms of like the the aesthetics and the creepiness, you can see the um the auteur behind both of them being the same. But yeah, one of them is a lot more subtle and nuanced, and just a better movie overall, is what I would say. Um, so what do so Wait, Mickey, have you seen this one? I can't remember. I have, and I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, okay, um, get out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, I really enjoyed it for uh, probably some very shallow reasons. The fact that it was a horror movie done in daylight. That was uh, interesting. Oh, that was cool. I did That's like fair. it. Yeah. 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 And um, I always liked movies about culture shock and i like movies where people are trying not to step on toes because they don't want and ask about a culture but then the culture quote unquote that they're getting into is just a fucked up cult i think mm. that's a very fun flip on a trope yeah um, i thought that getting into all of the intricacies of that cult was quite interesting and how they got into the um like forced empathy kind of mentality. Like it, every mm. if one person is grieving, then everybody's grieving. If one person is in pain, then everyone is acting as if they're in pain. That's a yeah, huge that thing was with interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about the screaming scene. Yeah, there's so yeah. many screaming scenes. It's great. I mean, even in that first scene, 
talking about Daniel where you were cracking up. I was cracking up too, mostly out of shock. It's like, oh my God, this is what we're yeah. doing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Part of um, me felt like it, it was almost like if Tim and Eric made a horror movie at times. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tim and Eric, so I'm very attuned to like yeah. that kind of weird shock uh, anti-humor stuff. So I, I don't know. Yes. I, I, You're well, right. then, if you are not considering it a horror movie, if you're looking at it as a comedy, would you then say, I recommend it? Um, no, because it takes itself very seriously. <laughs> tone, tone is a problem. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. one other thing that I really liked is the audience response to it. Like some people saying, yeah, this is a movie about girl power. And other people saying this is a movie about being indoctrinated into a cult because you're in a very vulnerable state. Yeah. And seeing that conversation happening was something I really really appreciated so those are the things i liked about the movie i would definitely watch mm -hmm. again the visuals are great um and I, I just think that it's a real mind fuck which i'm into um mm -hmm. that's true i think that's all yeah, valid so like yeah, i have i have some I pretty pointed it. biases you know obviously yeah but i, I can yeah. also see your perspective on it as well a lot of people don't like it for a lot of the reasons you t talked about and also a lot of the reasons that i talked about so it all comes mm -hmm. down to taste and like what, right. what you're personally interested in and into. But yeah, yeah. I, I dug Midsummer. I thought it was very fun. And uh, Which do you prefer between Hereditary and Midsummer? I mean, they're completely different movies is the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say, like, do you prefer um, Finding Nemo uh, <laughs> like Silence of the Lambs? Like, which one do you think is better? Like, that's kind of how i feel about it of course it's really? a very so you um, see them yeah very differently that's interesting or different yeah. yeah yeah completely and so um while that example i gave was extreme uh, that's kind of how i feel though like they're different films and i i try not to pit films against each other in the same way that i try not to like pit books against each other right that's fair yeah yeah and um i like them very much well, that's that's cool. I mean, it's good to hear from somebody that, you know, likes it and has good reasons for liking it as somebody that I just I don't know, I couldn't I couldn't quite get into it. But I do like the daily. I like the stuff that you mentioned. Um, And then how about you, Kat? I also liked it because I felt so deeply unsettled the whole time. Hey. I did not know what was going on. And I enjoyed that feeling. But I also hey. really like when movies. Like it it went there for the end. I don't think it shied away from the end. I think that the end was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I think it was the ending it needed. And I think with a different director, it would have been so easy to not give us that sequence. And I feel like because they went there and because it got the acclaim that it did, it kind of like opened that door of, Hey, people kind of like this. Yeah. Maybe, maybe True. we can go there more. Maybe we can, mm -hmm. we can push the envelope a little more in what we're willing to have for an ending because sometimes endings don't need to be satisfying I sometimes agree. they don't need to be you know wrapped up with a pretty little bow sometimes the point is that it is a story and stories aren't always like perfect because life isn't perfect and trauma is so far from perfect so when dealing with that story that was just deeply traumatic 
if it had wrapped up perfect and pretty and she'd gone home and been smiling and they'd worked it all out like that would have sucked so i, mm-hmm. I loved it for that yeah it, it also, definitely went there i think I more movies need to end with uh you know the main character or one of the main characters uh in a bear suit being burned alive like i would <laughs> yes. like adam sandler movies a lot more if like they yeah. sandler in a bear suit yeah. like getting burned alive you know? or like to since you know mickey mentioned finding nemo imagine oh, if yeah. it like that man yeah like, like little, little nemo's in a bear suit yeah <laughs> And everybody's just like, what happened? When did the movie take this turn? Like, that mm-hmm. would be such a showstopper. The, the dad's, like, getting gangbanged by, like, old lady fish. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also just wanted to say for Midsummer, I love a story that begins with the entire story plotted out in front of you. In the, the it wasn't a mural. It was, like, a tapestry. It oh. shows the entire plot of the film Oh, that's um, maybe I'll rewatch it. Interesting. Interesting. I love it when when stories do that. That's cool. Yeah, this is cool though because uh, we're split on this one. We got two versus two. It's the Jews versus the Goys on Midsummer. (laughs) Dude, that's 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 how it always goes down, man. It's all right. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Now we've talked about this one a little bit, so we probably won't dwell on it too much. But uh, did you have any other thoughts you wanted to share on Mother? Because now you have seen it twice, Daniel. So you deserve to rant and rave. If somebody were to say to you, "Hey, I think I want to see Mother," how would you dissuade them from seeing Mother? (laughs) Tell them that Mother is a a shallow, pedantic, pathetic um, waste of your time. I mean, it's uh, (laughs) it defines pretentiousness. It is the polar opposite to Antichrist and the other art house movies that were we've talked about. Well, they're not all full art house. We talked about Scream. I mean, but for fuck's (laughs) sake, I mean, Mother. I mean, listen. All right. Um, like as someone who like used to like Star Wars, like you know these (laughs) things really funny to say hey did you know that star wars is a metaphor for star wars because like when you watch like a modern star wars thing they're just calling back to the you know the original yeah. or yeah. these days they call back to the fucking prequels i mean what the fuck happened <laughs> what, war or something but um mm-hmm. mother is like that where it's doing things it's referencing things but it's not doing anything with it it's like yeah oh, look at jennifer lawrence you know she's mother earth bro <laughs> And fucking God, oh, I mean, the poet, uh, the, the writer, mm, he's the creator, yeah. you see. It's, it's like, okay, and? What's your fucking point, you fucking hack? Like, yeah. This guy made fucking uh, Black Swan, you know? And hey, listen, and maybe I only liked that movie because it's got Mila Kunis and the other one. Uh, no, I liked that movie. Yeah, that's Natalie Portman. Great. It's got two yeah. very nice ladies doing very nice things, and it's very nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I might have been in my early 20s when I saw it, so I don't know. Um, but I, yeah. I really liked it for reasons. But um, <laughs> all that being said, um, I do really like the... I, I like how it's directed. Um, I love how Jennifer Lawrence... Uh, hang on, uh, I have notes. Um, the big thing that I got was that uh, the camera... Here we go. Camera is very tight on her. She's And she's almost like a ghost in her own house. The movie never leaves her perspective, and I think that that's yes. pretty cool. It's yeah. it's almost in the first person like that, yeah. you know. So yeah. you're there, like when they're attacking her and all that stuff. Yeah. It feels kind of like a horror video game in that regard. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I recently played a bunch of Resident Evil, and yeah, it's got that feel to it. Yeah, yeah. She's also yeah. literally like Susie Homemaker. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the the main character, he says, well, the main character, the 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 the, the dad. This is all just setting. And um, Michelle Pfeiffer keeps 
throwing like, oh, you know, why don't you have kids? Why don't you have kids? Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is like so bitchy in it, and it's iconic. Like she's like really subtly yeah. shady. Like she's just. I, she seems like she's having a lot of fun and she, it's just good because it's a movie that's like so joyless and then it's like she comes on there and it's like finally a little bit of fun you know right yeah so. she's like the joker or something she's excellent yeah 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 the movie itself there's a great movie buried in it you know it's just like i i have this issue and i think it's because i'm jewish um where i really dislike when biblical allegories they 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 they, they, they play themselves out but then they climax with the, the, the you know the, the whole jesus thing you know that dude yeah. on the stick you know yeah and it's like do, do we have to go there bro like you know like, oh, yeah god yeah. bro like i don't know it's just so passe to me to be like all right and you know, here's the yeah. end of the story and it's like oh why, why don't you dwell on the the cain and abel a- analogy go yeah that go. would have been a more yeah interesting I, I i i appreciated its take on like a flood like yeah. I like that. Like it, it, it destroys the house. It, it ruins everything yeah, that they've the been building. Yeah, fucking up the house is interesting. That part is a. Uh, oh, is what a, you mean? You mean the Tower of Babel um sequence? Where yeah, that part. Cult? Yeah, that part is interesting. I like that. There's mm-hmm. things like that that are kind of that are that are something. It's still very flawed. Like even that part. Like I wouldn't <laughs> say I love that part or anything. There's but, like, something that's iconic. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. much, but it's something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you're watching Mother, you have to just look for anything. You're like, just just, just grasping at straws. Like, okay, Michelle Pfeiffer, I'll just take that then. <laughs> so it's like, okay, they're just around the house. This is kind of interesting. But yeah, and the, I, the I do thing, I boy. Do like I do like Harvey Bardem. I think he's very talented. Um, yeah, like, he is. I hated him so much in it, which I guess is the point. He's so insufferable. I think also oh, yeah. he reminds me of pretentious writers that I've met in real life. So I'm like, ugh, he's yeah. kind of like the most nauseating character, which is kind I, of fitting for God. And I do like that take on God that God's just a total. Well, jerk. um, what's his name? Um, what the fuck is his name? Uh, what, the what's director Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Thank you. I believe he is Jewish, so you know that's a very Jewish thing to do. Yeah, make, uh, you yeah, know, that's I mean, true. God's yeah. a giant, giant cunt burglar in the Bible, you know. Yeah, yeah, in the Old Testament, he was pulling no punches. But I think that um, for so, Cat and Mickey, you haven't seen it, right? Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Well, one thing I want to say because I just have to mention this: it feels like such a fever dream to watch this fucking movie, especially when they get to the Jesus part, because basically, you know, they have him die, but he's a baby. She has a baby, and then they eat him. I like that scene. It, what? <laughs> of course, they it's awesome. Him. It's awesome. It's it's so great. They build up to it, and you know it's coming. And when it happens, it's like a punchline. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, dude, you just see the baby's core, and it's like little legs are sticking out, and it's like <laughs> okay. It's really fucking. Weird. Is it still alive? <laughs> no, I, they when it. they eat it, is it? I can't yeah. remember. Well, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, okay. yeah, the baby baby's alive. Is- yeah, it's the Jesus yeah. thing. It's the, you know... You I eat couldn't the... remember if they killed him before eating him or not, because it's been a minute since I've seen it. I did not... I have watched it twice, but not recently. That am alive. It's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. eat him alive. Um, You know, good right. old cannibalism of baby. All right. Love to <laughs> see it in our horror movies. We need more of that. Sure. We need more bear, su- bear suits and um, <laughs> cannibalizing babies. That is We're going to we write a movie, all. actually. <laughs> It'll be very successful. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Okay. Um, how about the night house? 
Dan. Oh, God, The Nighthouse. Let's talk about The Nighthouse. So, mm-hmm. this is a movie that is completely undone by its ending, in my opinion. Um, mm. I really thought that, um, I, I thought it was a really, really wonderful, like, depiction of a woman following the kind of train of grief that her husband's suicide left her in. Um, mm-hmm. and she discovers, like, you know, his little project he's working on is very weird, and like she stumbles across the fact that he might have been cheating on her and like you know he's talking to her from beyond and like it's very frustrating because like you know there's this whole mystery and then at the end you find out that it wasn't him speaking to her it was it was a spooky that latched onto her when she died and the spooky wants her back and the spooky made the husband kill himself because the husband it, it was like husband kill your wife she belongs to me the spooky you really need to write the wikipedia synopsis of this piece just i know like, the spooky's I, I, attached to her and the i sound like such an like, idiot but that's kind of the level the movie was at when we got there because yeah. it, it's 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 it has it's such wonderful that i can't talk it's really well directed it's very beautiful to look at and the movie has so much build up to it and then you get to the end and it's just like oh spooky booky you know yeah i also feel like um the occult elements are window dressing they mean nothing they pay off the only real usage of like the husband has this uh this book of magic he's using to build the reverse house but the big the big reveal is that he's building the reverse house to make the spooky think that the spooky guy think that he's um he's taking his wife back to the house to murder her what and in reality, he's just taking house. other women to the house that that look like her, and it's it's a reversed house, but only because that's a thing in occultism where you reverse a symbol, you reverse a building, and you get something. And the hey, only real what is, imp- sorry, what is a reversed house? What are you? What do you mean? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Um. Let me back up. So she finds out that her so her husband killed himself, and she discovers that he was building a replica of their house, but upside down. Like underground? No, um, <laughs> uh, in the woods because that's a uh, thing that happens in this. Yeah, movie. you know how people you know build houses upside down. Mm-hmm. We've all done it at some point. It's you know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. Big part. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I can imagine it now. I was just imagining the same house, but upside down underground. <laughs> that would yeah, be and it, yeah, and she finds this like weird book that he was reading that was explaining like a ritual or something. But nothing comes of it, and the only real mm. thing, the only real connective, the, the only function in the narrative that it it really serves is to get her to go to the bookstore where he bought it, mm. where she finds a woman that looks just like her, <laughs> mm. who she believes was sleeping right. with her husband, and turns out he wasn't actually sleeping with her. He brought her to the house to murder her and couldn't do it. You know? Yeah. Um, That's not that, concerning at all. No. <laughs> all that being Green said. Blood. Yeah, but being said, um, he was doing it at the behest of a, a demon or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. But I do feel like its treatment of her grief is pretty good mm-hmm. because she can't let it go. She ha- She just like her friend tells her, like you know, okay, you're finding pictures of other women that look just like you on his phone, but he's dead. He's gone. What are you going to do about it? Like you're just torturing yourself for no reason. And she's like, no, I need to know. Because he died without really giving her anything to work with. Mm, and yeah. I feel like if you can just let go of the, you know, the silly twist ending, 
the movie works so much better and is it, it is worth watching. It's very, very, very well made. It's very well directed. Lots mm-hmm. of beautiful scenes at night. Um, lots of really good dialogue. Mm-hmm. And lots of very strange characters, honestly. I mean, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, so, Kat, have you seen this one? Nope. Okay. Well, thank you then, Daniel, for explaining it to the class. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> Um, I feel like I've seen part of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Daniel did a very good job teaching us about it. So we've all kind of seen it in spirit. Yeah, um, we missed all the filler, but we got yes. the meat. Yeah, and we've also seen the alternate. We've seen the alternate version. That's Mickey's version, where there's a like, mole people living in upside down. <laughs> well, I would have loved it if that's what it was, man. Yeah. That would have been great. That's an R movie. It's an adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's The Lurking Fear. Yeah. I like yeah. the idea also in our movie of having the villain be referred to as the spooky. And everybody says it totally straight face. Like it's really a sinister name. Like it's Voldemort. <laughs> they the made spooky. a movie like that. No, they made they made a, it was a it was a fuck. What's that guy's name? Um, It was a uh, what the hell was it called? They called the monster the Bagul. <laughs> they kept calling it Bagul throughout the movie. Um, fuck. The Bagul. Yeah, it was called Sinister. It sucked. Okay. I mean, I liked well, it. But more you I know. Per- wow. Well, yeah, his name was Bagul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is stupid. Um. Okay, then we have The Exorcist. Has everyone seen this one or no? No. I haven't, but I know a lot about it. Yes. Yeah, it might surprise you, Mickey, to hear that this is about a girl that's possessed. Um, <laughs> <of> the- <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten the zeitgeist version of it, okay? Yeah. Like, I know awesome. those parts. Yeah, I, her head turns around and she yeah. says some awful things yeah, to a priest yeah, and she yeah. throws up pea soup. Like, I know yeah. those parts. And you know about the crucifix thing? Yeah. The bloody <laughs> okay. crucifix thing? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. me, yeah. Jesus. Fuck me, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know those Iconic. things. Iconic. You have to love it for that alone. <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's great. I love Catholic horror, by the way. Catholic horror yeah. is the best horror. Yeah. Well, I remember. There's, just, yeah, the there's so whole... much innately horrific about Catholics. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. No Me offense. and Justin, we were walking around the fucking city, and um, in front of one of the houses, there's like <laughs> these signs that say, like, Satan is coming, the dragon, the, the, the false prophet. And whatever, it's all this stuff. Repent, the world will end in flames. So I, I just chuckle and keep going. And Justin's like, "Look, Dan, they they left the Halloween decorations up." You know. <laughs> well, you gotta now put up a "fuck me Jesus" sign to even things out in one of your windows. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. keep yeah. everything balanced. Okay. Um. So the Exorcist. Overall thoughts. You you dig it? I take it. Anything you want to say about it? Yeah, um, I so you know I I deride it as a Catholic fiction, but I don't really believe that. I think it's a if you take it um on its own fantasy logic, it's excellent. It's incredible. Um, yeah. So hang on a second. I, I have I actually have extensive notes on it because uh you know I wrote a, an exorcism short story and I kind of oh uh, it, that's great, yeah. yeah. Well, I stole the I stole the structure essentially. Whatever. Mm. Father mm-hmm. Karras, I think, is the main guy. Um, his mother's dead, and yeah. He can't let this girl go because, like, they won't let him do the exorcism, but he really wants to do it because, you know. Yeah. What I really like about the exorcism movies is um, God is is portrayed as distant. 
He's not, mm. it's not. It's not that he's power. He's not all powerful. It's mm-hmm. it's more so that he can't necessarily interact with the world directly. Yeah. 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 It's like um, in these movies and the TV show, which um, I I watched season one. It's really good. It's really damn good. Um, the TV it, show. I don't even know if I remember a TV show existing. When when did that come out? Oh, uh, uh, back when they were making Hannibal and Bates Motel and all that dumb shit, you know? Oh, God, I don't even, I have no memory of that. I remember the other ones, and it's like that just completely. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I won't, you know, I won't dwell on it. But I I will just say that uh, it's good stuff. Um, And um, it's interesting because it's a intriguing depiction of, feminine rage if you want to look at um the possessed girl as a depiction of that well Um, yeah that's the key thing too because like you know she's this little girl obviously and yeah she's shoving you know she's shoving shoving a crucifix you know yeah you know the sun don't shine right right exactly (laughs) she's 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 contorting her body um yeah it's a very conservative movie like the mother is a what an actress Mm -hmm. and yeah, she's just down there with her her daughter, who she doesn't really spend much time with, and they're fucking around with the Ouija board. You know what I mean? And it's like that's what really let the demon in. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. anything else. It was you know her yeah, of her her womanly duty. Yeah, yeah, and that's an interesting angle of it. That's uh, one of I the more. Think, by the way, I don't think we should spoil the ending here. I know it's like a sixty-year-old movie or something, but. It's, yeah, fair it, enough. it's excellent. Fair it it caught me, caught me off uh, off guard. I mean, like considering all the all the junk I've watched over the years, like I remember watching The Devil Inside, and it, it's a piece of junk. But um, there's this great part where the they turn to the priest and they say, you know, she had an abortion, right? And I'm like, you know, that's the level a lot of um, exorcist movies are at, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think also, mis- I don't want to spoil the ending, but what I will say is that I thought mm-hmm. it was a great choice to have the guy in the bear suit dancing around and then baby Jesus. It was really ahead of its time in that regard. (laughs) So we'll acknowledge that. That was cool. Yeah. Um did you have another point you wanted to say about it? No. Okay. Um all right, cat people. Wait, oh did you both say you hadn't seen it? I can't remember. You both said you had not know a lot about it. Cat people is awesome. Yeah, cat people. All right. Who has seen cat people amongst us? Not cat. No. <laughs> yeah, wait, they named a whole movie wait. after you, cat. Yeah, I thought you were I thought you were cat people. Yeah. A cat person, though I do contain <laughs> multitudes. Mm, right. That's the correct answer. Um, yes. okay, cat people. Tell me about it, Daniel. Take you got us it. away. I, yeah, dude. Um Yeah, so should I talk about the plot a bit? Talk about the plot of it or anything you want to note. Anything that you feel like uh, you think it does especially well or just whatever. Well, first off, um, I, I initially thought it was from the 30s, but I've seen a lot of movies from the 30s and I pegged it as being from the 40s actually pretty quickly because of its usage of like music, musical cues and right. some really, really dramatic uh, dream sequences that I wasn't expecting, you know? Yeah. Um, very uh-huh. interesting movie. I was actually um, surprised to find that it was directed by the B the B unit at um RKO, which famously directed well produced rather King Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know they're, they're not around anymore, but they made some bangers, man. Yeah, um, I, yeah, and also the forties. 
great decade for movies. Just saying my favorite movie is from that decade of all time. So I have to I have to shout it out. It doesn't really need to be shouted out. But it's, the wolf, it's, the, it's the Wolfman, right? I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, great movie. Very sexy. Harry uh, <laughs> man. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I felt bad for the panther. He was in a very tiny cage. Um, that's yeah. how it's used for back then. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I, I do like... So, <laughs> I think it's kind of charming that, you know, they want to depict the, the, the lady, the cat people lady. They want to depict her in a scandalous way. Uh, she's inviting a man into her house, which mm-hmm. not done back then. People, yeah. like, unless people really moved fast back then. I wrote uh, in my notes, people must have moved really fast back then. You know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And again, I've it. never been very good at hooking up, so what the fuck do yeah. I know? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. flippant. I, I like how um, flippant um, they were about the genocide from this King John. She tells this story about her village. She's from uh, Serbia, which, I mean, Serbia. Yeah. Um, Serbia has a long, bloody, tragic history. Um, one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen um, is called The Life and Death of a Porno Gang. And it's from, it was made in Serbia, and it's it's one of the most raw, plight of the artist movies I've ever seen. Um, it kind of put my own plight in perspective. When I was in college, I was kind of like, well... At least none of that happened to me, you know? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the 90s, uh, you know, the Mujahideen were just, like, right on camera, kicking heads around, you know? But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so she talks about how um, King John, um, he came to Serbia where the, what did she what did she call them? The Mamelukes. They were devil worshippers, and he came and he slaughtered them all, and their women fled. And, you know, they had the power to turn into cats. And I, mm-hmm. I looked it up because I had a funny feeling that Satan was actually Allah. And uh, yeah, the Mamluks were Muslims. So, you know, <laughs> good old fashioned dated racism, you know, can't live with yeah. it. Can't live without it. Right. You know, yeah, that's the that's the drawback of movies from the 40s. They have a lot of things going for them. And then the racism comes in. And you're like, oh, no, we were rooting for you. Unless James um, Whale directed it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, anyway. um, eyes without a face. Oh, we're moving on. Um, yeah, Eyes Without a Face. Did you have anything else you want to say? I I I could talk about this movie for hours. I mean, sex uh, sex is depicted as sinful. I mean, it turns her into a cat. But no, no, we can move on. Um, Eyes Without (laughs) a Face. Hang on. What the hell are my notes? Here it is. Wait, is that like? Is there any chance this is related to Fruits Basket? Probably. I mean, I've never. Okay. I've never read that, but probably. I mean, people in Japan love American movies. Because that mm-hmm. whole thing is if someone of perceived opposite gender touches you, you turn into an animal. So huh. just thought that was interesting. Never seen that come up before mm-hmm. anywhere uh-huh. else. I feel like it's a trope, yeah. but yeah, no, uh, it's possible. It's entirely possible. I wouldn't put it past uh, whoever wrote Fruits Basket. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Okay. Awesome. Um, so Eyes Without a Face. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, Eyes Without a Face was really fucking cool. I'm sad I hadn't seen it. I love French movies. Um, yeah. But so I find it very, this movie was like the classy version of The Brain That Wouldn't Die, mm-hmm. which is a, a movie where the guy's, um, I don't know, his wife is, his, uh, her whole body is mangled in a car accident. So he spends the whole movie looking for a sexy enough woman to put his wife's brain into. <laughs> 
Oh. So, yeah, in, in this movie, um, it's a te- uh, The Brand That Wouldn't Die is a schlock movie, which I recommend everyone watch now. Yeah. But Eyes Without a Face, um, his daughter is what? Uh, she's disfigured. Her face mm-hmm. is fucked up. So he basically is grafting other women's faces onto her face in an attempt to reconstruct her beauty. But she doesn't even care about it anymore. Like, she just wants to, I don't know, live or die or whatever. Um, let's see, dogs, mm-hmm. doves. Yeah, there's this great sequence where she's um, releasing the domesticated animals. She's freeing them. You know, her and the other woman are just held in thrall to this guy who is promising to return their beauty to them. Um, it's really great stuff. Um mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I want to say something profound about grief or sorrow, but I, I don't have it. I'm I'm not female. I think I might have missed it. Mm. Well, but you give it your stamp of approval on that. That counts for something. Now, Mickey and Kat, either of you seen this one? I have no part of it. I'm interested oh. now. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I saw it. I saw it. I think I saw it on a streaming site. Unless it's one of the ones I I had to torrent. In which case, I could send it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To make drive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Antichrist. Daniel, take us away. <laughs> yeah. Um, Antichrist is the most horrific movie I've ever seen, and it's not because of the genital mutilation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's everything else. I mean, the genital mutilation's not great. I'm not a fan, but uh, has anyone seen this movie? Just me? I haven't. I think you're... I think you might be alone on this one, my friend. You're gonna have to. Don't watch this movie. Out. Don't watch this movie. It's 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 a it's a it's a really really good movie, but it's deeply upsetting, and it's yeah. I uh, think I could handle it. I feel like I could do it, but I don't. I don't know if I want to, but I think I could. <laughs> I think I'm. Pretty... You don't want to, but <laughs> I. You know, it's on Tubi if you really want to give it a shot. But basically, um, yeah, this movie is about grief and depression and despair. Uh, Willem Dafoe and his wife are making love in this cabin, and um, their little son falls out the window. Um, I, I believe Ave Maria is playing while the sequence plays out. It's all in black and white, and it's 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 very indulgent. Mm. Um, but basically, they return to the cabin later. Uh, Willem Dafoe happens to be a therapist, and he's trying to cure her. But he's being very analytical about it. What are you most afraid of? You know, uh, where are you most afraid, you know? And she doesn't want to do this. She wants to she wants to make love and wallow in her pain. And Willem Dafoe, being a man, can't let that go, right? He's much like the husband from Hereditary. Mm. Where if he just listened to his wife, you know? And she has this, like, weird book about witches. I don't know what that's about. Um, but she's reading it. And uh, the movie gets more and more surreal as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells him about what's out there what's out there in the the green right where you know they are and there's like a fox there's a doe and there's a blackbird i don't really understand the symbolism this movie operates on its own internal symbolism i don't understand its visual language it's it's very upsetting Mm -hmm. but um yeah willem dafoe keeps pushing he keeps pushing and he keeps pushing and then like finally she just tells him i'm cured and they they have sex out in the wilderness, and because um, that's really what she wants. She just wants him to be there and comfort her and make her feel whole in in her way. Well, they process the death of their 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 little son, mm. but then like the fox, they see the fox and it speaks, 
Willem Dafoe thinks everything is okay, but then the fox speaks. It says, it says to him, it says, chaos reigns. And then, like, he sees the doe that he saw earlier, and there's, like, a dead baby hanging from its, you know, it's, um, it's a deer cunt or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's kind Beautiful of the way of describing it, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I should have said no, vagina. No, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I hate that word. Anyway, yeah, no. Um, but then like she's she's cutting out pictures of the witches and she's screaming and genital mutilation and um I really don't understand what happened at the end. All I know is that it's it's a uh, yeah, it's one of the most shocking and inscrutable movies. I've studied it a bit and I, I can't watch it again. I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a dumb question. Is this the one where Willem Dafoe was too hung or is that a different movie? That that's this movie, yeah, yeah. Okay, good she she, she takes like a, <laughs> she knocks him out, and then she takes a barbell and strikes his his uh his 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 penis, right. and he's still out, and she jerks him off, and then blood comes gushing out of out of it. Oh my wake... god! Oh, it's horrific. It's it's not cool. Oh. Okay, maybe it is too hard for me, <laughs> you know. And then she mutilates um, her, and she mutilates her own genitals. Don't watch this movie. Do not yeah, watch it. Yeah, you said genital oh. mutilation, and I wasn't taking you that seriously. And then you described it. I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 I, I'm not. No, I'm not fucking around. Don't watch this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but it's the movie where the the penis legend of Willem Dafoe began, and so you know. That's just, like, uh, listen, just watch Spider-Man, okay? You don't need to see that. Just watch <laughs> The Lighthouse. Yeah, that's true. Implied penis is better anyway, you know? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to get you to not I... watch it. <laughs> um, okay, 2020's Invisible Man. I mean, I, I liked it for what it was worth. My girlfriend from, uh, you know, Handmaid's Tale was in it, the Scientologist, you know? I liked it. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's good. It's a great movie. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It was good enough that it was like painful for me to watch. Like it was reminding me too much of things I'd experienced. Oh and my I was gosh. like, this is this is fucking rough. So I did not rewatch it in preparation for this, and I don't think I ever can because it was like this is too it's too too good at accomplishing what it's trying to accomplish. And it's like unsettling to me and like yeah. hard to watch because of that. So very good. Um, triggering. If you're somebody that does not want to watch about like abusive relationships, don't watch this movie. But um, if you're into that, well, who's into that? But if you're if you're open to that kind of content, it is a very good. Um, I think it's a very smart depiction of it that feels. That's very great. It's a, it's a great example of like um, a movie not affecting like a ma- a male who has never been stalked. Versus like yeah. how a woman might experience that movie because yeah you know, I watched it and was just like whoa dude that's cool stuff yeah. you know? whereas you're like oh god yeah no yeah it yeah was, it was hard to watch mm-hmm. yeah it's a hard it's a hard one um for, for but yeah that is interesting that men and women will have a different experience with it what about um the Babadook or Babadook or am I saying it completely wrong I've had some drinks people. Don't be mad if I'm mispronouncing shit. Sorry, right. if, <laughs> if, 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 yeah, if, if I'm not sounding very good, it's because I've been drinking too. So no, you sound great. Don't worry, you sound dynamite. You're the only one that did the did the full homework. That could do the full homework, and, and boy, <laughs> did you! So you're really coming through for us here. Um, Babadook, however it's pronounced, I don't know. Can you tell I haven't seen it? <laughs> I haven't so, seen it. I always meant to. Yeah, I always hear about it, and I have yet to watch it. Mickey, have you? I have. Oh, okay. Let's start with you then. Yeah, I. I mean, I saw it years. 
but I I quite enjoyed it. It's about mm -hmm. um, it personifies grief, I think, in the Babadook. Babadook? Yeah, nobody Baba. knows. <laughs> the guy, the spook. Yeah. Yes. Personifies the grief in the spook. And so um, it's a woman dealing with, uh, I think her husband has died. I believe it was a car crash. And now she has to raise their child uh, alone. And he finds this like really fucked up picture book about the Babadook. And um, every time she attempts to throw it away, it comes back into her house. And then she begins to see it everywhere around her, even in like in a neighbor's home when she's looking through her window into the next person's house. Mm. Um, and in the end, she confronts it. And mm -hmm. she's basically a moment of like, I'm not going to let you overpower me anymore. And it has a very happy ending where uh, her and her child both accept that this is a part of their life now. They have to live with the Babadook as a part of it. It is something that they will continue to care for and uh, that they will continue to acknowledge. But it doesn't have to be a big, scary, overpowering thing. Um, so it stays in the basement and uh the the little i think it's a little boy mm -hmm. his job is to dig up worms from the garden and go down and feed it and it's mm -hmm. just something that they they have grown together as a family by overcoming this seemingly insurmountable thing so mm -hmm. i actually quite mm -hmm. liked it and there's no jump scares which i mm -hmm. really appreciate and one yeah. other thing I really appreciate is that the Babadook himself looks like he's made almost out of paper. Like he's a 2D being yeah. mm. in our 3D world. And he mm. moves on like a different frame rate from everything else. And it's so such a good movie. It's yeah, one of those movies I watched and I was like, they're going to ruin this with sequels someday, you know? Mm. They haven't they yet. Haven't. Nope, they have not. They have not. They wow. did. They did. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing restraint. Yeah, I've always been curious about. It. I've heard differing opinions on the ending, though. Like, I heard one person say that they felt like it was like a cop out that they just ultimately, oh, they just live with it now. And I was like, oh my huh, god. <laughs> Again, people don't understand existentialism or grief or mm. anything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, they yeah. have to kill the Baba Duck. It turns on the family, and the music yeah. swells. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that take, and I was like, huh, didn't really know what to make of that person's opinion. <laughs> but, um, okay, so Daniel, any other thoughts on it? I, you know, I, I think Mickey uh, summed it up pretty well. I will yeah. say that uh, for a minute, uh, Netflix did something weird where... Uh, yes. Yeah, you remember this. The, the Babadook got fucking <laughs> categorized as a, a an LGBT movie, so he was a... The Babadook was a, a gay icon for a while on Reddit. It was pretty yeah. great. Yeah. There was a Aww. bunch walking through the Seattle Pride Festival that year, <laughs> which is excellent. That's, That's awesome. Funny. Wait, yeah, so did I they end up like um, locking them in a closet? That, <laughs> no, a it's a basement. Bit, <laughs> yeah, see, that I remember going on Netflix and seeing it right next to Queer Eye. It's like, <laughs> 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 That's a little odd. Yeah. 
Okay, how about Megan? Who here has, who here, <laughs> who figuratively here has seen Megan? Yeah, I have thoughts Megan. on that movie. Go. Ooh, yeah. Let's oh, see I wanted to love it, and I sure didn't. Mm. <laughs> Do tell. I feel like it just wanted to make TikToks. I'm not on TikTok, but I really yeah. feel like it wanted yeah. to be memed. It, yeah. And it didn't have substance and it didn't mm-hmm. say anything. Mm-hmm. And it could have done some really cool things. I liked the premise of it. I think the idea of trauma bonding with a toy was mm-hmm. fascinating. And, you know, it is a child development thing where you develop empathy by playing with these dolls. Like that is that is legitimate. That is a thing. Yeah. And you know, then the programming didn't make sense. Um, and I mean, I'm not a programmer, but the logic was wrong and the rules didn't really work. And I think they just wanted some jump scares and weird scenes and it wasn't a satisfying ending. And that movie ended and I went, well, what was that? <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. I see to me, this was a, this was child's play for, for the TikTok crowd for children. Yes. And I, I took it that way. And Kat, you're 100 percent right. And that's th- those are all the reasons why I love this movie. <laughs> I love, I love this movie. I thought it was delightful. I liked when she danced. I liked when she killed the dog. When um, she danced was amazing. I think yeah. we should all agree on that at the very. It's least. why I was there. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was trash. It was not a yeah. smart movie. It was not a great movie. It was, however, well directed. <laughs> and it, yeah. knew, it, it was unpretentious and it was uncomplicated. And I appreciate yes. that. Yes. See, brev- brevity is the soul of wit, and this movie had yes. it. See yes. what what that what that quote, by the way, is don't waste my fucking time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Give me the choice between mother and Megan. <laughs> okay. And well that seems easy. <laughs> yeah. But it's oh it's God. uh yeah, it's just like it's fun trash, I guess. I'm also I'm a big fan of the original child's play, I have to say. The it's a great movie. One. Yeah, it's very good. I think that it doesn't Yo. get enough. Yo. Um, shout outs in the horror community it's very fun good interesting no no no. it's it's great stuff it gets lumped in with puppet master and all the junk but it's really not actually i think it was evan he wrote a really great write-up of it um and you know that that guy he's directed all this all the movies the tv show which is brilliant it's brilliant it's so inventive it's so clever and it's so funny Mm -hmm. um but yeah child's play one it is a stone pulled classic for a reason Yes, and also to clarify for anyone wondering, that is in reference to an article written by one of our staff writers, Evan Purcell, mm-hmm. and it was, I believe, in the first edition of the magazine. Um, so if you are anyone interested in checking that out, you can. It's a very good article about um, kind of the queerness of the Child's Play franchise, and it's great. Interview with the Vampire, last one, last film to discuss. Um, all right, so Daniel... <laughs> Should I start with Daniel since he's our our resident film expert tonight? Um, apparently, apparently. Thoughts? I, do I have any thoughts? I mean, this movie is the movie <laughs> of movies. No, um, honestly, uh, Tom Cruise and Louis as as weird gay vampire daddies to uh, a, a little girl who they think is a doll is just. I mean, it's it's such a great movie. It is so well made. Yeah. I I could talk about this movie for hours. Um, Antonio Banderas is horribly miscast as Armand, but he's really great in the movie, so I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, exactly. 
really. Yeah, that's what I thought, having read the book. But I was like, I have this casting doesn't make sense. But you know what? It's working for me because he also looks really fucking hot in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's really good. And, uh, you know, Anne Rice yeah. is a thing with pedophilia. Um, so yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Like, you know, I don't need I don't need the, the pretty buddy Chelly Angel, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh... uh about yeah. grief, I mean, like, this movie's got it in spades. Um, you have yeah. fucking Louis, all he does is cry. Yes, all he but, does is cry and grieve and be a sad emo boy. That's yeah. our, our Louis. Um, is there anything wrong with that, though? No. No, no. We are. no but it's, it's not as fun to read, though. Uh, when, you, when you read The Vampire Lestat, and it's this lush, ecstatic, mad book about, like, this weird motherfucker who just rampages as this immortal libertine. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I want to party with Lestat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of the two, one definitely seems like more fun to hang out with. <laughs> what, but, what was his band's um, name? Satan's Night Out <laughs> in the Queen of the Damned? I mean, fuck yeah, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think another interesting angle on the grief and the rage is Claudia. specifically. Claudia. For- Oh, if yeah, we're talking absolutely. about feminine rage and grief, I think she's a really interesting example of that. That's basically, mm-hmm. you know, had her life stolen from her, is trapped in this child body forever, can't grow up the way she wanted to, is grieving the loss of that, right. and is angry about it, and has a lot of righteous anger. Like, and, that's the whole reason they turn against Lestat, because yes. he's responsible for everything, and it's yes. not going to fix anything, but at least she can do that, you know? Yes, yes. And... She's such a fascinating character to me. That's one of my favorite fictional characters, probably, both in the book and in the movie. I think she's mm. really interesting, a really interesting figure, very complex and very, yeah. very weird. Um, Mickey, you wanna you wanna share some thoughts? Oh man, we really delved into this on a past episode about the uh, about Claudia and yeah, we talked. I remember about that. Claudia. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to cover it too much since we did talk about it before. But if you have any thoughts about like the grief angle or the rage or anything. I mean, I can understand where her rage comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And I can. Yeah. I'm glad that she got to the end of her rope and she took out that anger. Yeah. Um, and like regained a little bit of her agency. A little. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. like she was finally seen mm-hmm. as as a person. Not yeah. just as a doll, not just as a daughter, not just as yes. doted upon, yes. but as a person with mm-hmm. feelings and with thoughts mm-hmm. and opinions who yes. should be able to make decisions for her own. And yes. then to do that, she attempted to turn another woman into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was mm-hmm. her choice to do right. that. She wanted yeah. a companion and yeah. especially a, a woman companion. Because yes. who else could understand her better? Like, Louis and Lestat, they're trying to be, like, bickering gay dads for her. And it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working at all. Especially because Louis's got yeah. problems for her. Which is fucking <laughs> I, gross. Uh, I, I just feel like Anne Rice is so fixated on the men. Like, like so yeah. much of the book is Louis, like, dealing with, like, Lestat's, like, other lovers and stuff. And, like... Yeah. Like, all she can really do with Claudia is put her in the sun well and then have Louis and Lestat cry about her occasionally in later books, which, I don't know, it always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, oh, yeah. What were you, Mickey, what were you going to say? She was a foil to them and to yeah. their, their relationship. 
which right. she shouldn't have been. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Um, yeah, and I think, I think also going back to guts, because I have to circle back for a full circle moment. Um, going back to that for a second, it reminds me a bit of the Lacey thing. Claudia's mm-hmm. kind of fascination and fixation with women and the fact that she was like sealing their bodies and like drawing them and obsessed with, you know, their breasts and everything. And that Lestat, you know, makes fun of her for it. And there's this like admiration, this aspiration, and then sort of this, you know, the resentment kind of that comes with the, the killing of them and kind of keeping of them. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that lacy thing we were discussing earlier, but, um, just a little side note is that Kat, did you have anything you wanted to add about Interfere the Vampire? I mean, I feel like that hits the, the main thing, except Mm -hmm. the kind of, um, there is an interesting inversion with Claudia of her pain of not being able to grow up. And a lot of times, like, especially, you know, mentioning Exorcist, that puberty stage is what ends up being the transformation, the horror, the monster that gets played up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. instead, her being stuck as a child is what brings yes. out her rage. Yeah. So I do think that is fascinating as an yeah. inversion yeah. of a trope a little bit. Yeah, totally agree. Well said. Um, okay, was... so now, what were you going to say? I was just going to say there was one other movie that wasn't that I I rewatched recently with my brother that I thought was mm-hmm. a fantastic depiction of grief, and uh, it's a movie called Talk to Me. Mm. Has anybody seen it? I have mm. not. Daniel, I've seen it on a streaming service and almost clicked it. So yeah, no, I'm please sorry. do click it. Okay, so um. <laughs> It's a it, <laughs> it's a movie about a young girl, and it's set in Australia, so they all have accents. Um, but she has just lost her mom, and it's like the two year anniversary, and she kind of gets her friend to go to this party where the kids get possessed. Like that, it's like a fun party trick that they do. There's this hand that they hold on to and say, talk to me. And then a spirit comes. And uh, if you say, I let you in, then they're possessed by that spirit. And the people who host the party, other teens, they set a timer for 90 seconds. If you go over that time, then the spirit might stay. Oh. Which is a problem. And so you have to take the hand away and blow out the candle. For them to not be possessed any, and this, mm-hmm. the main character, um, she, at some point when somebody is under the influence, hand when when they're possessed, they are possessed by the spirit of mother, mm-hmm. and um, she desperately holds on to those ninety seconds and mm-hmm. is trying to talk to her trying to ask what happened because it's unclear if she died through accident or through suicide Mm -hmm. and um the mother is saying like i am so proud of you i love you i never wanted to hurt you and um it ends up going over 90 seconds and then the person who's possessed begins to attack themselves 
severely. And they are not the same afterwards. And then the main character is haunted by the spirit of her mother. Mm. And she keeps trying to to use the hand to contact her mother. To it, It's almost, a lot of people who've seen it say it's an allegory for drug addiction. Like, oh, oh you're, you're vulnerable, so you keep wanting to do a hit. And I don't think eh, that. That sounds like a stretch. I, I think so. I think it's a very shallow, shitty way to describe the movie because I think it's more about the desperation right. of a child right. reaching out to their mother yeah. for moments that they have lost because she is that moment of hearing, I'm so proud of you, yeah. or I love you, or I never meant to hurt you. Those things are incredibly important for somebody who's a parent, especially a mother. 